Welcome to Sunday Sermons from the Williamsburg Community Chapel, brought to you by the Chapel Podcast Network. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 1 through 20, and I'll read verses 6 and 7 for us now as we prepare to hear from Hunter Rue as he continues to help us understand what it means to worship as Jesus' church. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Maybe you can join me in the delight and the desire of this Christmas season. It is really, I agree with Andy Williams, the most wonderful time of the year. And it is one of my favorite times of the year because of the memories and the meaning of God with us in the birth of his son, Jesus Christ. But I also enjoy this time of year because of the surprises. I think Christmas, we could say, is full of unexpected surprises, but then that would be a little bit redundant because it isn't a surprise unexpected. Sort of like frozen tundra is like saying frozen, frozen grass, right, Greg? So maybe we can just say that Christmas is full of the unexpected. And I think about unexpected visits. For example, my sister and brother-in-law who live down the street from us, his parents are from England, and they flew in last night as a surprise to their grandkids. What a special gift at Christmas time. I think about the surprise I had when I received that Swiss Army knife at the tender age of maybe 10 or 11. I was surprised that I got it even though I had asked for it. And uh, I never... I don't think I told my parents that I actually did cut myself a little bit with it within the first week, but they are sitting right back there, so I guess the cat's out of the bag on that one. But Christmas is full of the unexpected, and that first Christmas night was indeed full of the unexpected. We are, if you've been with us or if you haven't, welcome, we're so glad you're here. We have been in the midst of a series of the worship of my church this Advent season, And we have been looking at the very first Christmas album that was ever written, written by God himself through the Holy Spirit in the Gospel of Luke. This week, we look at one of the shorter but still very meaningful songs in that first Christmas album, The Gloria. We started with the Magnificat, then the Benedictus, the Gloria today, and then finally on Christmas Eve, the Nunc Dimittis. And if you said wanted to say, God bless you, after I said, Nuke Dimitis, uh, just wait until Christmas Eve, and it will be a wonderful continuation of our series. But as we think about the Gloria, I want you to listen as we walk through our text for at least the three times where the word glory or glorified is listed in our text. And the point that I would like to bring us to is this, that the Gloria teaches us that Christmas is full of unexpected witnessing worship and wonder as we look at this incredible event from history, the birth of Jesus Christ. Well, we begin with an unexpected where, an unexpected location, an unexpected setting for this incredible event in history, the town of Bethlehem. And as we see how this unexpected evening was set up By an unexpected decree, the word in the Greek is dogma, by Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor at the time, he wanted to have a little more control on the population and figure out who was in his empire. And so he said that 
Every family had to go to the hometown of their historical lineage in the different tribes of the nation of Israel. And so what this meant is that Joseph, who was of the great line of King David, the greatest king in the history of the nation, and his fiancée, who was expecting child, Mary, they had to make the trip 90 miles from Nazareth in the northern part of the area of ancient Israel down to Bethlehem in the southern part. And I I tried to include a map because I really enjoy maps. And you can see that Nazareth is circled in the northern part of your map. And then Bethlehem is in the southern part of your map. And I cannot say with full assurance that that is the path that they took down there. But I just wanted you to be impressed with my attempts at cartography. So... um, At some point, they moved 90 miles down as Mary was expecting her son to be born really, really soon. And as they made this 90-mile trip and got settled in what could have been a cave or maybe a stable because there were no other rooms because of all the other people coming into Bethlehem, which might have been a very small town of some say about 300 people, here they are waiting for the birth of this special child. Now, This was an unexpected location to many, although it should not have been unexpected if people had been reading the scriptures, because the Old Testament in the book of Micah had predicted that Bethlehem would be the birthplace of the Messiah. And of course, Mary and Joseph and their close contacts, they all knew that this was going to happen at some point. But the large watching world and the nation did not know that this unexpected place would be the place of the birth of the Savior. And we can't blame them. Many times you and I watch movies, and in the very beginning of the movie, the writer and the director have a foreshadowing of the story of the movie, but we don't always catch it, do we? It's only when we go back and watch the movie over that we say, oh, that was a clue. So we really can't blame the people of Israel for being surprised when this great Christmas event took place. But what we see is that this highly unexpected evening shows that God was in complete control of everything. From the man ruling on the Roman throne to the place of the manger where the ruler of all creation would be born. Because Jesus was the long expected descendant of King David who was expected to come and rule his people and usher in a kingdom of righteousness and justice and peace. The miracle of that first Christmas takes place. And there we see one of the more unexpected details that Luke likes to include as he he records where the Messiah was laid. We would have expected the Messiah to be born in a mansion. And instead, instead, he was born in a manger. What we see as we look forward in these next few verses are the response of both heaven and earth to this incredible, incredibly unexpected event We turn next to the unexpected witnesses as we look at verses 8 through 12. And I will say that we know this is very important because this is the part that was captured by Charles Schultz in A Charlie Brown Christmas when Linus gives his speech. Has anybody seen that? If not, not shame on you, but just go and and see it. As uh, this is what Linus records as as we look at these unexpected witnesses who are the shepherds. We read in verse 8, in the same region that is the region of Judea, just outside of Bethlehem, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch of their flocks by night. Now, the shepherds were were unexpected because these are not exactly the elite of society, if you could say. 
I don't believe the shepherds were despised. I just think that they were not looked at as very um, important in many respects. They had a, a pretty, pretty dirty job, if you think about it. Keeping track of sheep, keeping track of what comes out of the sheep. They're just smelly, and, and we got a reminder of that reality when we were at the live nativity on Friday when my wife afterwards was walking around where the animals outside of the, the manger were, the live animals, and then when she got home, she checked the bottom of her shoe. And that was another unexpected Christmas surprise. But, but it was not a very glamorous job, if you know what I mean. But maybe, just maybe, in the way that God works, these shepherds were the perfect witnesses for this incredible event that would take place. So they're faithfully watching their flocks by night, maybe even living out in the fields to protect them. And then unexpectedly, verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. An angel means a messenger, someone who has a specific word from God for his people. And the glory of the Lord, there's our first instance, the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Uh, literally, it says, uh, fearing a great fear. The word fear is phobos, where we get phobia. They were absolutely frightened. The King James translates this, they were sore afraid, meaning it was such an intense fear, it was almost painful when they saw this angel and a glimpse of the glory of God. The glory that they knew often in the Old Testament were someone to look upon that glory, they would face death. And yet here the angel, just as the angel had done in previous accounts in Luke's gospel now, goes through the formula of saying the most incredible words that broke the silence of that Christmas night. Fear not. Which are the same words that the angel spoke to Zechariah, the same words he spoke to Mary. And then he, he goes on to encourage them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that this will be for all people. So just as with Zechariah and with Mary, the angel says, do not be afraid, and announces a great birth that will bring great gladness to all people. And we find as he continues on, with this good news of great joy, which is so important. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Uh, let's, uh, let's unpack this good news of great joy a little bit, because this is the same good news of great joy, by the way, that we have today to share. Uh, the angel says about this good news, uh, first of all, the when. The when of the good news is important in Luke's gospel. This day. Friends, this specific word in the Greek language is a word that Luke uses 11 times throughout his gospel to proclaim and announce God's saving work through his son, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Some examples that we might be more familiar with would be in Luke 19, where Jesus says to Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. Another well-known example is in Luke 23, when Jesus looks at the thief next to him on the cross as he's being crucified, and he says to him, today you will be with me in paradise. So we can see that Luke's use of this word, this day or today, announces something great and incredible in the movement of God's kingdom and salvation in the world. That's the when of this good news of great joy. Then we find the where. 
in the city of David. That is Bethlehem. Yes, Bethlehem was a small town, but there was a well-known celebrity from that small town. His name is King David, and his descendant is being born in his city, and he will be your king. And that gets to the who of this good news of great joy. Listen to how the angels describe this wonderful birth of Jesus. He will be a savior who is Christ the Lord. The savior. He would be the savior of not just God's people Israel, but of the whole world. The savior would not just save them physically, but would save them spiritually and save you and I spiritually when we place our faith in him. He is the savior. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah, the Mashiach, the anointed one who would come and serve as that king from David's line and be the one that God would use to redeem his people, the Christ. And he is the Lord. That means that he is the sovereign, almighty ruler of all you see and I see and the sustainer of all things. He is indeed the Savior, Christ the Lord. This is all rich vocabulary that Luke would continue to use throughout his gospel. And it informs us of just how special Jesus is and why he had to come. Now, this would have been unimaginable to these shepherds, and they would have been in deep shock. And so the angels provide for them a very tangible way for the shepherds to understand what to do next. In verse 12, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Not what they would have expected at the birth of the Messiah. But here these unexpected witnesses are prepared for what comes next. Maybe. Maybe this was just as unexpected. Because after the unexpected witnesses are given the good news, they are met in the face with unexpected worship. And this is the the song, the text of the Gloria itself. In verses 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. The word uh, host means army, but these armies were not killing people. These armies of angels were praising God with the words of the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is how heaven responds to this great birth moment. Glory to God. The word glory is doxa, which is where we get our word doxology. It means having weight, having significance, having heft. Saying that is what God deserves, this honor, this magnificence, because of this great moment that he has shared with all of humanity of sending his Savior. Glory to God in the highest. And down here on earth, peace to those with whom he is pleased. Peace from this this Hebrew idea of shalom, meaning a a wholeness of of a redeemed and right relationship with God experienced now through Jesus Christ, the Savior. These two extremes are remarkable to me. Heaven and earth. God and man. Glory and peace. It's appropriate that when Linus concludes his speech, he says... That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And we know that he's right. This unexpected worship, 
to these unexpected witnesses would indeed lead them to an unexpected wonder at what is going on. And it leads them to immediately take action in light of what they're processing because the angels depart. And then in verse 15 we read, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They understood that God had given them this message and this direction. And now they say, let's go to Bethlehem. They, They waste little time in moving to the place where the angels have said that the Christ was born. Some have called this the very first Christmas rush where they hurry out from the fields into Bethlehem to see what God has made known to them. Now, the word made known is often about God revealing his mystery to his people, and probably no greater truth could be made known than the incarnation of his son. And so the shepherds hurry, and they find this sign in verse 16. They went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So we see that these unexpected witnesses who have encountered unexpected worship are now sharing this good news leading to others to have unexpected wonder about what they are saying. Could it be true? Could, Could the Messiah really be here in Bethlehem in a manger? The Savior, Christ the Lord? You see how they they took this message. They made known what God had made known to them so that others might wonder and also know this Jesus Christ. We find Mary has a different kind of wondering. She is more of an internal processor. And the text tells us that she observes more introspectively as she treasures up all these things and ponders them in her heart. Meanwhile, the shepherds returned because they realized, oh yeah, those sheep that were supposed to be watching in the fields by night, they probably need our attention. But as they go along and return, they are glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And so what we find is that the shepherds had indeed seen God's glorious presence, had heard God's glory proclaimed in song, And now spoke of God's glory to everyone that they saw to tell them he is here. He has been born. And they praised God along the way. Because they had been invited to this incredible life transforming, creation altering event to the birth of Christ. So as we think about how this might apply to our lives, not just this Christmas season, but each and every day. As we want to seek to understand what God's word has for us. We've noted that the Gloria teaches us that Christmas is full of unexpected witnessing, worship, and wonder. So maybe a few questions for us to ask ourselves as we process. What can we learn? What have we witnessed? Will we and whom do we worship? And do we still wonder at this miracle? Or at times, do you, like me, grow a little too familiar with this idea of God with us at Christmas. I love Christmas music. I'll turn it on on November 1st if the radio station allows me to. But I do admit sometimes I grow a little hasty to turn the dial to another station after hearing 
have a holly jolly Christmas for the 15th time in a day. But maybe that applies to me even spiritually and sometimes you. Maybe we've become a little too familiar with this story to be amazed and wondered by it like the shepherds were and those who heard them. Maybe we need to take a fresh point of view as we look at the Christmas story and see ourselves in the drama. To see ourselves along with the characters and maybe even being the characters. Because the truth is Christmas reminds us that God is on the move His kingdom is expanding, and you and I have a role to play in that story of proclaiming that good news. We might need to see ourselves just as the shepherds were, unexpected witnesses who find ourselves encountered by, maybe not an angel of the Lord, but the Lord himself, telling us this good news that we are then to go make known to those around us just as the shepherds did. And if you notice, their witnessing and their worshiping led others to wonder. And I think the same is true for us when we go out into a world that desperately needs the hope that Jesus offers. We are the lowly, unexpected witnesses in the world, just as the shepherds were. And I say that because we need to understand that we came from a place of spiritual lowliness before God encountered us. We read in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10, these words which talk about our amazing position when we have trusted in Jesus Christ as our Savior. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's the witnessing piece of what we are supposed to do. To proclaim his excellencies. He's brought us from this low position unexpectedly out of darkness into the light. Peter continues. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We need to remind ourselves, as, as Christmas should, that we are forgiven sinners who have been called unexpectedly to this life-transforming relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, and that God wants to continue to use us as his unexpected witnesses to proclaim the good news as the shepherds did. If we see ourselves in the drama in that way, it changes everything about how we go about our day, our relationships, our purpose. But maybe you see yourself in a different character in this story, Maybe you're more like a Joseph and Mary who find yourself in this unexpected place at a very difficult time in your life. Maybe the unexpected season has lasted much longer than you would have liked. I'm sure every night that Joseph and Mary were lying in that stable, they thought, is is tonight going to be the night? And they didn't know. Maybe you're like those who heard the words of the shepherd And you wondered, is this really true? Could this really be? Maybe you wonder about what folks have told you about Jesus and about the Bible and who he is and who he desires for you to be in trusting him as your savior. What we find is that only as we look to Jesus can the words of the Gloria be fully experienced in all of their fullness because the Gloria declares that he is indeed the savior Christ the Lord. Listen to the words of the hymn itself. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
I want you to know that the Bible tells us that we can have this peace through faith in Jesus Christ. The words of Romans 5, 1 and 2 read as follows. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's the good news of great joy for all people. Amen. And maybe this very morning, and for those who are joining us online, maybe this is the day that God is inviting you to finally receive his greatest gift, the gift of his son, which reminds us of the great irony of Christmas, the great irony that Jesus himself was born so that he might die. Because in the shadow of that crude wood of the manger is the cruel wood of the cross. Born so that he might die for you and for me. Born so that he might die on a cross to take your sins and mine upon himself. Three days later, risen to new life so that you too and I might have salvation and new life in his name by trusting in that he has accomplished it because he is the Savior, Christ the Lord. That makes the the irony of Christmas so much richer when we realize that shepherds were the first ones to kneel by that manger. Those who watched the sheep were looking upon, indeed, the good shepherd who would lay down his life for the sheep because he was the perfect Passover lamb. Christmas, indeed, is full of the unexpected. And the Gloria reminds us and teaches us that Christmas is full of unexpected witnessing, worship, and wonder. Maybe our response needs to be more like those of the shepherds. In haste, they said, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us, so that we too might make it known to others, that they might wonder at the miracle of the unexpected birth of Christ. Thank you for joining us today. Here at the Williamsburg Community Chapel, we are all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So wherever you are on your spiritual journey, we are excited to help you connect to Christ and His community. Have a blessed day.